Welcome, welcome. It's made of encouragement, y'all. Yeah, welcome to Men, Men of Encouragement Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Q, and we got Brother Dixon. He's in the house. We can't wait to uh, to talk about Jesus wins. The sweetest love. We appreciate you. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. If you are watching this on Facebook for the first time, thank you for stopping by. Make sure you share this on your feed if you see this and hear this live. Mid of Encouragement Podcast is a space to encourage you. Well, let us vibe. Hey, the sweetest love. This feels so good. Brother Dixon, what's good with you? All is well. That's right. Well, <laughs> I just want to welcome everybody. We are the Men of Encouragement Podcast. I am your host, Brother Q. And I got my faithful, faithful, faithful brother, Brother Dixon, in the house today. And I want to let you know the Men of Encouragement podcast is a podcast for everyone. We we hope to encourage you. We hope to um, share a good word, um, something that inspires you. Um, and so Men of Encouragement is just a space for us to really be able to uh, share God's word. And to, um, you know, sometimes people don't have a place where they're churching. And if uh, Men of Encouragement is your place to, to receive a little bit of encouragement, um, that's what we hope for. And so, um, and again, we want to encourage you, um, you know, we want we want to encourage you to love God, to love Jesus, and to understand the love of God, and um, and also to, uh, for healing. And so, Men of Encouragement podcast is, um, is available on YouTube. It's also streaming on um, Spotify, Apple Music, all those good things, but we are here today. This is a uh, Easter Easter Sunday weekend, and um, brother Dixon, I want to uh, check in on you, brother. How you been? It's been a little while since we since we met. You know, as I've been talking about this, uh, this is tax season, so yeah. um, 
Yeah, till tax season is over with, you know, my uh, attention or direction uh, won't be totally free, uh, you know, until that time period comes, you know. So I'm multitasking a lot, you know, with that being uh, the top of the top of the line right now on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I guess would you tell would you say if you um, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready when it comes to taxes. Is that something you want the people to know? <laughs> You, you know, I mean, that's pretty much in life, you know, I mean, if you stay ready for Christ, for example, you know, yes. which we'll get into, then you'll be all right also. And so there's a whole lot of people who are not ready in, in that vein also. So life is all about preparation anyway, you know, being prepared for what, what's to come, because, you know, we don't never know if we have more than than just this day. You know, so we have to be prepared for the day that we're in, because if we think we have more time and everyone thinks you have more time. Yes. Or, or that you got a whole lot of time. You know, the time is now always, you know, God is omnipresent. He is always present. He has no past and no present. I mean, no future. You know, yes. he's forever present. You know, so we 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 have a difficult time living in the present. We always think about yesterday and, and, and already into tomorrow before tomorrow gets here. And we have forgotten all about today. The no, present. No doubt. Yeah. You know, the one thing about um, not being ready life is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And and when we uh, want to call upon God and wanting to um, have him intervene in our life, it's really good to stay ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really good so that, you know, that you don't have anything getting in the way of you being able to, to just, to just call him, to speak to him, to be able to, um, to, to have a relationship knowing that you can about anything. Right. And I think sometimes if we, um, you know, if we haven't been in preparation, if we haven't been in communication, you know, there's a longer, uh, you know, there seems like there's a, a gap, like a longer process to to the vulnerability of calling on calling on God. And um, yeah, it's it's not tax season. It's life, as you said, when it comes, mm -hmm. it comes to staying ready. Yeah. Well, what, what you just talked about, um, for some reason, people don't seem to think because they don't see him that he's not a person. And so we're talking about a personal relationship. So just think about people themselves. I mean, if people only call upon you when they need you and when they want you or when they're in trouble, hey. um, you don't, you know, oftentimes you don't get a response real quick, you know, and you'll get one of those. Uh, well, why are you calling me now? You know, I haven't talked to you this long or that long or anything else. And and likewise, such is with God. Now, he doesn't have the same attitude that we all have. You know, he shows a little bit more grace and mercy than than we do. But it's a lot better if you've been in contact with him all the time, every day, you know, dealing with touching bases. In fact, waking up and thanking him for waking up and uh, dealing with, OK, how, how you want me to live this day and, and this and that and everything else. But most people get up and just go on about their way and don't even think about God or consider God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we if we actually use the human relationship as an example. Mm hmm. Knowing in the human relationship, if I ain't heard from you in a, in a, in a minute and you call me and you need something, you know what I mean? You need to get bailed out. And I'm like, and I was going through something, you know what I mean? And you ain't reached out to me. Like if we use that as a as an example of what God is not, you know what I mean? Like that, that deserves a hallelujah in itself because some people won't even talk to you because um, just little little things. You know what I mean? Something that happened 20, 30 years ago. Right. There you go. There and you so go. God is like, you got an open door. You know what I mean? He's got an open door, but will you call him? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, well, you well people will also blame God. 
you know, for any situations and circumstances that happen in your life, you know, a death of a loved one or a tragedy or something happened bad to you or what have you, you'll blame God for that. And so nobody wants to talk to God under those circumstances because they think that he was responsible for that. But scripture says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. So we need to give the credit to where the credit is due, you know, and not give it to and, and blame God for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's wild that um, what you just said is thinking about how much we will blame God for as if, you know, God is like, you know, people have been we've been kind of messed up by TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Thinking God is what's coming in your life and make your life just so perfect. You ain't going to have no trouble. Right. And I go, you're going to have some troubles. You know what I mean? You're going to have some challenges. And if you know, if um, the things that we've been, you know, you're enduring um, become a lot easier with Christ than without Christ. And it's like, you know, this world of not wanting to believe or struggling to believe you're still, you're still having to go through life. And I'm telling you, if you are going through life without Christ, life is a lot easier when you got the word of God, the voice of God, the spirit of God and all the power of God in you and around you versus being alone. Self-will is condemning a lot of folks from what, the promises that God has and the power that God has put inside of us. And so it's just interesting thinking about the human relationship, you know, versus, um, versus God and his relationship um, to us. One, one last thing I want to say about that is when Adam sinned, God said that we are all going to die. So you can't pray to God to ask him to stop you from dying because it's already set in motion that we are all going to die. So you can't determine whether God loved you or not based upon the fact that you're going to die. Okay, everyone is going to die. And we're going to get into the resurrection in a moment, but it's a fact that everyone will die. Everyone has seen people die. And so now we got to deal with, since you're going to die, in fact, I just had uh, someone that was in hospice and I told everybody at a meeting that we're all in hospice. You know, everyone seemed to think that they're not in hospice. You know, a lot of times you can die before the person in hospice died, (laughs) you know. So so we're all in hospice and we're all in hospice because we're all going to die. So now it comes down to how do you live? Because as a result, we're going to live life having troubles, problems, issues, concerns, sickness, illness, disease, problems and all those type of things. So life is going to be full of those type of things. So. Coming to Christ does not mean that you're going to not die and that you're not going to suffer persecution, problems, issues, and all those types of things. So now people want to know, well, what's the difference between being a Christian and not being a Christian? Well, what Jesus says is that while you're going through what you're going through, I'll be with you. <laughs> I'll be with you. What, I'm not going to stop you from going through what you're going through, but I'll be with you. And there'll be some things that I can do while you're going through it that other people who don't have me going through with it won't be able to do. So either you believe that or you don't believe that. And that makes the difference. Man, man, man. You know, I was just thinking, as you said, um, that he'll be with us is, you know, sometimes people, you know, going to church is hard for a lot of people. And I think it was hitting me in my heart that. I go to church because it's hard to believe sometimes, even as a Christian, it's hard to, you know, we have unbelief in us and there's a part of us that, you know, just needs to hear it. You know, all the promises need to hear the the reiteration of, 
who he is and what he said and what he can do. And that's the that's a good reason to go to church because even a even a devout Christian is going to have challenges. Even um, you know many of you know many of our our leaders in the Bible had some you know some some challenges. <laughs> and so um, I look at you know look at being around a place and in a space where it's reinforcing it because it you know it does get troubling to to believe at times. And um, yeah, and so. Well, there's a, there's a prayer. Yeah. Okay. There's a prayer. All right. And 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 Jesus had asked a man in the Bible, "Do you believe?" He asked him a question, "Do you believe?" And he answered by saying, "I believe, but help my unbelief." Yeah, Mark nine. And and the truth be told, we all need be, to be praying that prayer. I'm talking about especially believers, because the biggest problem with believers is believing. And the biggest problem for unbelievers is believing. You have to believe to get saved, and you have to believe after you get saved. And we have a difficult time with believing, period. So it's not about having faith. It's not about believing. It's all about eliminating unbelief. Because unbelief will cancel out your faith. And we have fear, worry, and the cares of the world causes us to have unbelief. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And so fear causes you not to believe. Worry. We just got finished talking about yesterday and tomorrow. You know, people are worried, 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 worried drives people crazy. He says, do not be anxious for nothing. People are worried, worried, worried. And he says that, you know, peace that surpasses all understanding will cause you to overcome anxiety. And then the cares of this world, he says, cast the care on me because I care upon you. I care for you. So those things causes us not to have faith, not to believe, to have unbelief. And we have to ask God to help us with our unbelief if the truth be told. Just like you said, you have doubts. Everyone has doubts. We don't see God. And he tells you to believe me without seeing. We're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. But sight, which is one of the strongest senses, causes people to believe what they see and not believe the word of God. You know, I'm going to say this right now. If you are watching this on YouTube right now, or if you are listening to, to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, however you are finding this podcast, hit pause and rewind it back a couple minutes and listen to that all over again. <laughs> that was straight fire. And, and I want you to know that I'm here for the encouragement too. You know what I mean? So we are the men of encouragement because we want to encourage you, but we are encouraging one another. Amen. So, um, yeah, don't, you know, um, yeah, don't, don't not, um, uh, take heed to those words. I mean, there's a lot of things about ourselves that, um, that we're working on. And if you don't feel like you're working on something, you know, you're lying to yourself. Um, and so, yeah, we are in hospice. There are, there are things that we are still being healed from. And even though you believe, you know, you are going to still have challenges and, um, you know, this kind of this conversation about belief and unbelief is, is leading in today's topic. But I just, you know, today's show and podcast is called Jesus Wins. Um, we are celebrating Easter Sunday this weekend. Um, and Easter is a big deal. You know, you thought Christmas was a big deal. You know, the baby coming, you know, the baby's here. 
and that was a big deal. Um, Easter is a big, big deal. And I'm and today I'm just really glad that we are, um, you know, doing this, doing this now and being able to reflect, you know, good, good, or, or good, good <laughs> father. We had good Friday. Um, and I, you know, I couldn't help but think about, you know, for me, it's about the love of God and it's about this sacrifice. And again, just thinking about our human um, perspective of what love is and what sacrifice is, um, you know, God's follow through, Jesus is follow through uh, to love us enduring, enduring the pain on the cross for things that um, we're suffering with right now that we can already let go of if we um, come into understanding and come into, you know, faith in Christ. There's so many things of this world that are seen and unseen that we are um, battling with. And so for Jesus to uh, to come and to go against everything that is going against God and then have the victory on Easter Sunday, wake, rising, being resurrected and coming to life um, is a huge victory. It's something that I, you know, that I'm, you know, I think as a follower, you know, it's something that you want to be, you know, associated to good things. Right. And it, I think, team Jesus and a winning team and, and, and what is the winning, what does this mean to win and to be a part of this, this family, you know, this, this family that uh, follows and is led and believes in Jesus this time of the year, this time of the year is something that um, is even more important than like the new year's, you know, new year's Eve, you know, and, and, and the excitement and anticipation that folks want to change your life during that time. Um, this time of the year is, is really important, but, um, brother Dix, I want to ask you some questions and I, and you can, you can respond to that, but I want to ask you, um, because Easter to a lot of people means something different. You know, people come from different backgrounds and I want to ask you for you, just as, do you have any like memorable childhood memories or any time in your life that you have like a memorable Easter Sunday morning, uh, or Easter, Easter Sunday that you can recall? Well, you know, uh, when you ask me now at my age versus when I was younger, there's different types of times that I have a mindset concerning the subject that we're talking about, Easter. When I was a kid, oh, man, Easter was great because all, all you thought about was the Easter egg hunt, yeah. you know, chocolates and, and food and the bunny rabbit. And those kinds of things, which is very interesting because that's more secular. And a lot of Christians was involved with that also. Yep. OK. And so it's amazing how you have both the, the secular. Well, and, and, you know, I like to call it the unsaved, you know, the, the unsaved and the saved. Uh, they both celebrate uh, that uh, that holiday. And so that's the reason why it's greatly celebrated, because when you can get both the nun saved and the saved to celebrate on the same day, then you got a whole lot of people involved. And uh, and that's the reason why uh, when we're talking about and that is a religious holiday, uh, just like Christmas is. Christmas is a religious holiday, too. So you get a lot of people saved and, and not saved celebrating on that one also because they take advantage of that holiday. The nun saved do, too. And um and so those are the top two uh, church attending uh, holidays uh, uh, or, or put it this, a top two church going um, 
holidays where attendance for church goes up higher and with, with Easter being number one, even over Christmas. Yeah. Easter is even greater than Christmas as far as uh, church attendance. And then um, and I call it the big three because you have you have Christmas. I mean, you have Easter, you have Christmas and then you have Mother's Day. I was going to say, <laughs> then, you know, and which which you would think Mother's Day would be higher. But Mother's Day is third. So yeah. you have you have Easter and then you have Christmas and then you have Mother's Day. And uh, and once again, Mother's Day is another one of those days where both the saved and the unsaved celebrate. <laughs> you know, so but Easter being number one. And so we can get into why Easter is number one. But for me, I grew from, you know, growing up, not even being aware, not even really dealing with Jesus being the reason. You know, he's always been a re he's a reason for Christmas, too. You know, so he's always a reason for every season. But, uh, you know, particularly for for uh, Easter, you know, so I'll, I'll wait for you to ask me some more questions. But there's a whole lot I can just say about that. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder, even as an adult, I mean, you've been your father, you know, just what about in the latter years? I mean, I think that was the time when you, you know, were a child and you saw it as a child, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and but as a as an adult, I mean, do you have memorable times as an adult for yourself, like coming into understanding, like, what do you look forward to, um, you know, because I'm because I'm thinking about the person who is, you know, kind of wrestling with you know, holidays like Easter and Christmas. Um, what is something for you just from your heart? Like, what is it about Easter that excites you? Well, for me, you know, I mean, the bottom line, if Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, then there's no Christianity. <laughs> then we're, we're just going through all of this for nothing. Okay. I mean, Jesus predicted that he was going to raise from the dead, that he was he, he was going to to die. And then not only did he say he was going to uh, you, you know, rise from the dead, but he said that he was going to rise from the dead specifically after three days. OK, specifically, no other religion has anyone who said that they was going to die and raise again and you can't find their their grave. You yeah. can't find them. Okay, so everybody else you can find and you can go put flowers on their grave, <laughs> you know, because they're there. Jesus is not there. And so he lives, you know, and he was rolled and he was raised by the Holy Spirit. And it's very interesting because everyone talks about, well, there's no Trinity. Well, you know, you have the father and then the son, who is Jesus, is the word of God. So I always tell people, do you have a voice? Do you say something? OK, so so that means you and your word is one and the same. And so God and his word is one and the same. But God sent his word <laughs> to become flesh and blood. You know, in Genesis 3, 15, when 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 Adam sinned, right after Adam sinned, he separated all of mankind from God. So we talk about this relationship again. Yeah. Okay? So now he severed the relationship with God. For all of us. So now we're all born separated from God. And so Jesus, so God made a plan right then and there in Genesis 3.15. No sooner after he sinned, he made a plan right then and there. He said, hey, I am going to send my son to reconcile all of mankind back to me. Through my son, will all of mankind be reconciled back to me? So he sent his son, Jesus, to die and rose him again by the power of the Holy Spirit 
so that we all could be reconciled back to him. Those who believe. Once again, we're talking about believe. You have to believe that. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, then you won't receive that. I say that again. <laughs> if you don't believe, you won't receive. Yeah. And that's in his word, period. Everything about his word, if you don't believe, you won't receive. And so many people don't believe, you know, they doubt it. They have issues and everything else like that, you know. So it comes back to he rose again for our sake. And so that's the reason why Easter is such a big thing to us is because he rose again and he is a living God. He's not dead. We serve someone who's alive and all other religions serve someone who is dead. OK, we serve someone who's alive. And so I dare any other religion to say that their savior and only Jesus is a savior is alive. Yeah. So that's the reason why we celebrate a risen savior. Someone who rose again, who God sent. God only sent Jesus. He didn't send nobody else. I don't want to name no other religions or any other, um, you know, uh, prophets or anything else like that. But but the Bible says he sent Jesus. OK, he sent he sent himself. He sent his word. Yeah, you know, just listening um, to your to your comments, I think, you know, a lot of folks are have a tough time with um, with that, you know, that there is a God and that they, he had a son and, you know, and that they're and that he died and that he rose. And and I just a lot of people will like like some of the attributes of, you know, what God has done and what he's able to do. And they reference, you know, the universe and some other, other things. But to me, to have context, to have context, to understand the lineage, you know, of God in Jesus and Jesus and God and the Holy spirit, mm -hmm. it gives you a lot more of what you need in order to be able to live. And it's just an interesting thing when I talk to folks and, and they are, I mean, everyone's where they're at, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're where they're at with the universe and all these different ideals, but it feels hollow. You know, when I hear these folks talk, it's like hollow and it's a, it's a hollow faith. It's a hollow hope. Um, and it doesn't have the, the context. We have the blood <laughs> of Jesus. We have everything that was written in the word to be able to give us the empowerment that we need in order to believe. And that's why it's so important to read the scripture and spend time even meditating on it so that you can get context. The universe is just like the way that that I hear that it's just air, you know what I mean? And I, and I, you know, and, and I never want to shame anyone about just where they're at regarding faith, but God holds the universe in the palm of his hand. So when you think about like what you are hoping and wishing for, you know what I mean? Like we have the access to the source, the resource of all the power. You know what I mean? Like we have the we have access to all all the power because of the resurrection. And so um, I wanted to ask you kind of like kind of gave a really good um, breakdown around Easter is why do we celebrate Easter? Why is this? Why is it, you know, number one? You know what I mean? Like, why is it number one on the list? And um, yeah, why don't you go and answer that for us? Well, well, once again, and if I want to, I'll give the answer, the number one answer, and then I'll work backwards. Go for it. 
is God's will. <laughs> few words. <laughs> it's God's will because we're in the church age right now. This is 2023. Yeah. And and most people don't say 2023 AD. <laughs> yeah. I repeat. This is 2023 AD. What does AD stand for? After death. After the death of who? My man, Jesus. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, then. So this is 2023 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Hey. Okay, so now it comes back to we're doing an age period right now, doing an age. Because Jesus said, I will build my church. And right now we're in the church age. And Jesus' church is being built. And the church is not a building or a denomination. That's a local church, which is there are many of those throughout the world. And with many different denominations. You know, and I can name denominations all over from Catholic, Presbyterian, you know, Catholic, Baptist, I mean, Mormon, Muslim. You can name all kind of local churches, but none of those are the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. So the church is the body of Christ. And we who believe in Jesus are members of his body. So local churches just have many members who may be in the body of Christ, but most local churches don't have everybody that is a member. So that's why Easter generates a whole lot of people based upon God's Holy Spirit drawing people to churches during that time period so that he can get members into the body. That's a day where we can increase the members into the body of Christ. Now, people want to try to get members into their local churches, but the most important membership is into the body of Christ for you to be saved so that you can be a member in the body of Christ. OK, so I come back to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit, the only way you can get into the become a member in the body of Christ is you have to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. You have to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. So we're living in an age right now where it's the Holy Spirit's ministry because the Holy Spirit is going to be responsible for everyone being uh, becoming a member inside the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So the uh, so we celebrate Easter because we are team Jesus. <laughs> we are the body. Um, I guess I want to know um, where I want to do this. I'm going I'm to ask this question, even though I already know the answer to the question. Where can I find that in the Bible? Oh, well, I mean, I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Colossians um, 1, say 18. Or is Easter, is there the reason why we celebrate Easter in the Bible? Is there like a reference to... Well, well, basically, the question is, is, is there a reason why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Yes. <laughs> OK, because that's what Easter is. Easter is a celebration of the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
Okay. I just saw our my scripture get put up right there, John 11, um, 25 and, and 26, where Jesus says that he is the resurrection and the life. He says that he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Because, see, Jesus went through dying and living again. And he said, those of you who believe in me, you will die and live again because we all got to die. Okay, but before we die is an issue of how we live. And Jesus said in John 17, just as the father has sent me to win souls and make disciples, I'm going to send my disciples into the world to win souls and make disciples. And I am going to come again. And when I come again, I am going to rapture those up who are members in my body. And so that's why it's very important for us to get as many members as possible into the body of Christ so that when the rapture comes, they will um, be raptured and we will be with Christ. And then Christ will return again for the second coming because there's two comings. One is in the air. When he comes back for the rapture, that's in the air. The second time he comes back, he's going to touch ground. He's going to touch down on the ground again like he touched down on the ground before. He's going to touch down on the ground again for the second coming. And that's going to be the judgment. And that'll be, uh, you know, it'll be after the rapture to be the tribulation period. I'm doing I'm covering this right now in my class, you know, dealing with the rapture and then the tribulation period and then, you know, millennial period, uh, you know. And so that that these are all uh, prophecies, timeline prophecies dealing with the end times and stuff like that. But in the end, uh, there will be a new heaven and a new earth and uh, Jesus will reign and that we and we will be living with him forever for in, in, in eternity. But yeah, but Colossians uh, 1, 8, 18, and uh, I think 25, and I might be able to go to those real quick and tell you what it says about those. Those are just a couple of scriptures. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of other scriptures. But verse 18 says, and Jesus is the head of the body. And, and he says, the body is the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. He says Jesus is the firstborn from the dead because Jesus rose by the Holy Spirit. You know, he's the firstborn from the dead. And in all things, he may have the preeminence. And then over on um, verse um, 20, it's 24. It says that I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. For the sake of his body, which is the church, his body, which is the church. Okay, so when Jesus died and he rose again, that's the resurrection. Now, everyone he told the disciples, because you have to keep in mind, when Jesus rose again, he spent 40 days being seen. Okay, because he he told everybody that he he was going to raise again. So he rose again and he was seen for 40 days. He was seen by a whole bunch of people, a lot of witnesses. Eyewitnesses saw him. And he went to his disciples and he said, now, wait here because I am going to send you the Holy Spirit and you will have power. And the Holy Spirit will baptize you into my body. And you can find that in Acts, Acts chapter one. You can find that. 
Acts chapter 1, chapter 2, and the first members in the body of Christ that happened at the day of Pentecost. And so those were the first members. It was 120. It was 120 of them. They were the first members into the body of Christ. First church. That's the first church. There you go. That's the first church. And, and once again, we're talking about the church. We're not talking about a building or, or a denomination. We're talking about the first members in the body of Christ. That's why I'm trying everyone to understand that the body of Christ is the church. Not your local church. Amen. <laughs> Don't get it twisted because we, we are associated with a church ourselves. There you go. And that brother just told you that we are of the body, you know, primarily. That's who that's who we are of the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, um, this is good. You know, a lot of people um are gonna go and, can, and feel like they can only go to this church or that church, right? And um you know, the one thing I think is important is to make sure that where, where you're going, Jesus is there. Like, Jesus is the main, like, is the point of it all. And, and if it's if it's not, and you're not hearing that, then you need to keep, like, seeking God. You need to keep on seeking the teaching of Jesus. And it's um, there's a lot to understand. There's a lot to, to get. But once you... Once you get engaged with God's word and you get around, you know, a good teacher like like Brother Dixon and a, and a pastor who's teaching as well, um, you know, God starts to open you up and revealing, you know, his word and truth. And it starts to increase your faith, increase your, you know, your understanding. But a lot of us get hung up, you know, on um, what you just talked about, about the church and the church and the body. But if you can see it like those 120 uh, folks that it's not about a building. You can start to, when I have a conversation, same as you, and someone's conflicted about going to church, I can't go to church. I don't do churches. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, where, where are you rep? Where are you? How are you reflecting the body? How are you like a member of the body? There like, you go. So now let me, let me, let me deal with what you're talking about, because yeah. now we're talking about as members of the body, what does the body say that you're supposed to do as a member? OK, and, and there's a list of things that we're supposed to do as a member. OK, the first thing I just said, Jesus said that in the Great Commission, Jesus said that I need to have you go win souls and make disciples. So as a member, are you trying to win souls and are you making disciples? Now, discipleship is followers of Jesus Christ. Are you trying to become like Jesus? Because basically Genesis 1 26, God said, let us make man our own image and our own likeness. Let us make him male and female. So male and female are made in the image of, of, of God. But Adam lost the image of God when he sinned. And so now God's remedy was to send Jesus for us to be like Jesus. Because if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to be like God because God is like Jesus, because Jesus is like God. That's right. So now, are we trying to be like Jesus? Okay, so, so we're supposed to win souls and make disciples, and discipleship is followers of Jesus. But you cannot be a follower of Jesus and be a disciple without his word, because his word and him are one and the same. Yeah. You, can't say, you can't say, I know Jesus, and you don't know no word. When when Jesus is the word. So if you have no word, you have no Jesus. You have no relationship. OK, so now that's one one part of the membership in this yeah. age, in this age, because Abraham didn't have a tech. He didn't have a book. with all. No, no, no. We, we, he didn't have Jesus. But he had so we're talking about he had to do it. Everyone before Jesus had you. We're talking about B.C. 
because remember, there's a BC and there's an AD. All We're right. talking about AD right now. All right. Now we can get into a, we can get into a whole talk about BC if somebody want to talk about BC. We can talk about what happened to the saints when they died because they were not members in the body of Christ. And we can talk about the three days when Jesus uh, was dead. He went and got some more. He went and got some more members. <laughs> See, he 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 went to hell, Hades and paradise, and he went and got the captives to put into his body. So that when he rose again, he had them in the body. They became members also. So now when he comes back, they will be also the ones who are raised with all of us during the rapture. And they'll be changed also. They'll get a glorified body also. So so, so you, you kind of went off in a different direction, but that's okay. You know, we can talk about that too if somebody wants to get into that. Yeah. But in any event, the other membership that we're supposed to do is the Holy Spirit, after he baptizes every one of us into the membership of the body, he also gives us a spiritual gift. Every member has a spiritual gift that they're supposed to be using to profit the body. I repeat, not to profit yourself. Their part. It's a difference between a talent that we're born with versus the Holy Spirit giving you a gift that's used for the body to profit everybody in the body. So now it becomes a one another, just like the members of your own body. So you, you like to use the, the human relationship type of thing. Well, let's talk about the human body. Everyone has a have members in their body. <laughs> many members in your body. In fact, so many members that you don't even know who they are, what they are, where they are, and everything else. You know the big ones. You know the heart and and the and the lungs and and the. I mean, you, you, but there's a whole lot. There's millions of members that you have in your body, and they're very all important. <laughs> And you can't say one ain't more important than the other because you don't want that one thing out of whack because it all be out of whack. Well, just like Christ and his body as members, we're supposed to love one another. That's why Jesus says um, in John 13, 34 and 35, he says, a new commandment I give to you, disciples, that you love one another just like I've loved you. So I want you to love one another. So in the membership of the Bible, you're supposed to love one another. Now, we have a very difficult time loving one another. And loving anybody, period. But we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 5 and 5 says that the Holy Spirit has poured the love of God into our hearts to be able to love one another. Okay? So the members are supposed to be doing those things. And um, also, we're supposed to be growing in Christ. We're supposed to become more and more like him every single day. We have to use this word. We have to renew our mind. Romans 12 and 2 says, don't be conformed to this world. Now that you're a citizen of heaven. You can't be conformed to this world. You're no longer, you know, part of the world. You, you got to be conformed to what uh, God wants you to be conformed. He wants you to transform you after you get saved so that you can be more like Christ. So that you can love people, that you can set, uh, win souls and make disciples. So those are some of the things that we have to do. We have to grow. We have to grow to become more like him. We can't stay the same. <coughs> Excuse me. Can't stay the same. Yeah, you know, I wanted to say that um, I think... <coughs> um, I think with Easter, um, I wanted to talk to you because this whole thing about being a Christian and being part of the body and all the church, there's just a lot of things that get people entangled with, you know, like, is it even real? It, it, it starts to, it starts to pour into that unbelief. You know what I mean? It starts mm -hmm. to, um, you know, we were talking earlier in the conversation about how Easter is like the number one holiday people attend. And I just wonder, like, if you attend on Easter, 
um, what's keeping you from continuing to go to church, right? I'm also thinking like, um, and this is a conversation that I just, I, I don't want to have this conversation to talk to you who are listening to shame you or to give you any sort of like, um, well, that's why I don't go to church. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I want to have the conversation because it is a conversation. You're having a conversation when you, with us. We have a conversation with ourselves when we choose to do something and when we choose not to do something. And when it's when the number is so dramatic in terms of like how many people like if you don't get to Mount Olive the hour, half hour before service tomorrow, um, it's going to be tough for you to find a seat. You know what I mean? Like and I know this at a lot of churches is what's going to be. But the following week, it's kind of like New Year's and um, with folks working on their body, you know, in the first, you know, when they have a New Year's resolution. And so I just want to have a conversation around why is it so that we know something like the spirit is drawing you there. It could be mama, it could be family tradition, but there's something, you know, that allows for you to go and you go and you, you are part of the, the service and the worship and you don't go, or you feel like you don't, you can't go. Right. You feel like I don't belong. Like you feel like, and, and unfortunately, there are some churches and some religions, um, uh, local churches <laughs> and, and religions that, you know, have put these, you know, put these precedents in folks mind about their faith that they are either not enough or they've done too many wrong things to be able to to go to church, to, to have the communion. Right. To participate in the worship. And um, and I just want to, you know, really find a way to encourage those folks. Uh, Brother Dixon, do you have, you know, mm -hmm. anything that you, you could say to that to, to encourage folks? Well, sure. You know, for, for, first of all, we have an adversary. <laughs> okay. We have an adversary. You know, we have Satan. We have the devil. You know, he's the ruler of the world. You know, he first John, I think, five and, and 21 or something said that Satan is the ruler of the world. He, he, he stole it from Adam in the garden. And so he's been running it ever since. That's the reason why the Bible says that once you receive Jesus, he that's in you is greater than he, Satan, who's in the world. So everyone faces guilt, shame, and condemnation. Adam started it right off for us. Until before Adam sinned, he had no guilt, he had no shame, he had no condemnation. Once he sinned, then he put guilt, shame, and condemnation on all of us. Okay. But Jesus says that you receive me, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. In other words, you have to believe that, though. You know, whether you believe it or not, Jesus has already done it for you not to be condemned. You just have to believe it. The devil's job is to tell you that, no, you ain't good enough. You did something wrong. You fall short. And so you're not good enough. Well, you're not going to be good enough because we receive Jesus and he's good enough. So it's not about us anyway. It's all about him. So having said that, believers and non-believers will guilt people, shame people, and condemn people. You don't have to be, uh, uh, you know, a Christian, and, and you can still, and, and Christians do it more than anybody else or just as much as anybody else, okay? And so we can, and, and to me, the most important thing for us to overcome is the lie. Because everybody got issues. Yeah. Everybody, 100% of us got issues. People want to judge everybody, 
because they think their issue ain't bigger than somebody else's issue. And God said, if you ain't perfect, you got the same amount of issues. I think it's James 2 and 10 says, if you try to keep the whole law and which is 613 of them and you offend in one of them, meaning if you kept 612 and you failed on 613, the Bible said you're guilty of all 613. Right. So if you're going to try to judge somebody on something that they do and you because you don't do it, then the Bible says you're guilty of it, too, because you're not perfect also. So that's the reason why we all should make, remain humble and support and love one another because everybody got their own issues and we're supposed to have fellowship and support one another and build each other up and lift each other up. You know, it's just like growing up. People like to play the dozens and talk about people. People never knew how to be, 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 be courteous and kind and support and encourage one another. And that's what I want to do today to everyone who's listening to this. I want to encourage you to not listen to the lie that you're not good enough, not listen to the lie that all you're doing is just want to come here for one day. There's plenty of people. All they do is go to church on Easter and on Christmas. In fact, even with that in the air, it's still the most attended day for church irregardless so you know we can't say that it's, it's causing that many people not to it still have many people that come anyway so do not listen to the lie and the most important thing the reason why everyone should go to church anyway no, doesn't matter because we have people who go to church who don't go to church <laughs> so you know it ain't about people who don't go to church not going to church people who go to church don't go to church okay so the most important thing for going to church is the fellowship with one another, to be able to support one another, for you to find out that your problems ain't the greatest problem, that somebody got worse problems than what you got. And so that we need to be here for one another. We need to love one another. And it's very difficult for people to love other people because everybody is so selfish about themselves and their issues and what they got going on that they're not looking at trying to help nobody else. And if everybody help everybody else, then you'll be helped. You yeah. get help when everybody's trying to help. And so do not listen to the lie that it's only you only come one day of the year or you ain't never been here. And some of those people who say that they don't even go to church that much themselves. You know, they guilty of what they accusing you of. Usually that's usually the case. OK, so, yeah, come and see people. You haven't seen people for a long time. I'm always happy to see people I haven't seen for a long time because you never know when the last time you're going to see somebody anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to be there for each other. Yeah. And, you know, God's spirit is in his people. Right. So when you look at when you're when you're in the body, when you're associating with the body of Christ, there are some opportunities for you to um, to get something that you couldn't get by yourself. And through the fellowship um, and just through the um, just through the fellowship and being able mm -hmm. to worship together, mm -hmm. uh, there's wisdom that, you know, that that we can share with one another enlightenment and that part that we talked about us there's that there's that part of us that has that unbelief um you know that that part gets to um you get to work on shrinking it you know you get to work on shrinking it the the not just with age it's with trust and faith yes. in christ yes. um mm -hmm. and it's more of just surrendering and just knowing like um when you see that there are people who are leaders of this country you know, um, prominent leaders. There are people who are ex exuberantly wealthy. Money, money is not keeping them from surrendering to the Almighty. And then you see that person who, um, you know, who is who was ratchet at one time, 
and seeing them live, you know, in, you know, with the love of God and seeing them flourish in their lives. And, and you hear their testimony that of what Jesus has done for them, the encounters that they have in, um, and hopefully just being around that and seeing it because it's really hard to believe, even to believe one another. Do you really love Christ Q? You know, and it's, and it's something that takes time to get those convictions, to get that, that relationship, but it comes with the daily trust, trust in the Lord, trust in giving, giving him, um, giving him all the praise and honor, but giving him all of your stuff. And over time in a relationship, you, um, you grow into, into the faith and in, in, in the community and having the body to be able to study with, to life group with. And, um, you know, one of the things is tomorrow we're going to be having at Mount Olivet, our church is at our service at 11 a.m. So anybody who is in Portland Metro, just know service at 11 a.m. on the north side, come through. Um, you know, Brother Dixon and I, you know, are, um, you know, we have an opportunity um, in the city that we live in here in the Portland area where we are part of a men's ministry. Um, we are um, one of several leaders of our men's ministry and we're having a men's breakfast. You know, this is a men of encouragement and we always want to make sure that our brothers are, are being, um, that we tap, <laughs> that we tap in with you. And I just wanted to, um, brother Dixon, can you kind of share what the men's breakfast is, what it has been, and what is going to be and kind of tell a little bit about, you know, the speaker. I'm really excited about this. This is an event that's coming up soon. So, Brother Dixon, could you go ahead and share that? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about is before COVID and now after COVID, you know, especially when it comes to church and Easter and everything else, because there was a lot of things that happened before um, COVID concerning church and church attendance versus during COVID church and church attendance. And now that we kind of on the, the backside of it, uh, one of those things were, was the men's breakfast. Before COVID, we used to have a men's breakfast, a monthly men's breakfast. And primarily it was an opportunity for men to come together and have breakfast, the fellowship with one another and be able to um, praise and worship God and, and talk about God. And, some, and, and really it says right here, man talk. Really we were having man talks. Even back then we were having man talks because we would have a topic of discussion that men, um, you know, wanted to hear from um, the word of God about how we deal with certain issues that men go through and that we face. And so um, now we have started that back up and uh, this will be the first one of two. Uh, we're going to have one also in June and we'll be letting you guys know about that one. That was going to be a father son uh, breakfast and we're going to have a man talk during that time period. But for this particular one coming up, which is going to be April 29th over on the West side campus. And uh, our guest speaker is going to be Michael Houghton. Many of you guys know he was a former trailblazer, played for the trailblazers. And now he is a commentator uh, with the trailblazers. And um, we have been discussing uh, because he's been involved in athletics. We, we were talking about recruiting. I remember when he first became a coach and he was he had to do some recruiting and he went to his um, college coach. And some of you guys may or may not remember John Wooden, who was one of the all time um, winning coaches in, in college history and um, asked him about recruiting. And um, I'm sure Michael is going to share the story. I don't want to steal his thunder. So I'm going to have to try to encourage you to come so you can hear the story. But not only is he going to talk about that story, but he's also asked the question, does God recruit? 
because uh, we know that uh, the devil recruits, you know. So, you know, have you been recruited by the devil? You know, are you under his uh, thumb? And are you are you in his lair? You know, he he knows what you like and what you want, and he 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 does a good job of of recruiting you to do those things that are not godly. And so, uh, Michael is going to break it down for uh, does God recruit? And uh, I think you guys will really find it very interesting how he breaks this down. So, come on out. Yeah, you know. Um... Another thing that the enemy will do, he will shame you into not using your spiritual gifts. Amen. You know what I mean? So um, the man talk, brothers, it's for all men. I'm bringing my son with me. So I, even though we're going to have another, we'll have other um, breakfasts is where we're going to be in, having you invite your son. Men's breakfast, it's a man talk. We're going to get into the, to the stuff around men that we don't get a chance to um, maybe talk about because we don't have a space for it. And so man talk is really to, to deal with those things or be um, encouraged to be uh, vulnerable, but come open-minded, you know, come to eat, you know, come to, to fellowship. Um, I remember my first time to men's breakfast, you know, I brought my Bible and we didn't really um, get that much into the, to the scripture at that time. Um, but I had a table full of seasoned veteran Christians, Christian men, at my table pouring into me. And so wherever you're at, when you come in, there's a level of, of, you know, just love and, and men who want to, you know, who want to encourage you, who want to um, have you, um, you know, be involved in using your gifts. You know what I mean? This isn't something that um, that's more than just anything. It's just a place for us to love and place for us to connect. And uh, we encourage you to, um, to share this information as well It's April 29th. It's going to be, again, it's going to be on the west side. And the breakfast is going to be from uh, on a Saturday from 8.30 to uh, to 10.30. And um, Man Talk is, again, just something I want you to keep that in your mind. If you got a friend, a coworker, just come along just for a couple hours, have breakfast and hear a good word and be encouraged. Yeah. I don't have the address in front of me, but um, they can go to our website, the Mount Olivet Baptist Church website, and uh, it shows the north campus uh, address and the west campus address. And, um, you know, I don't know if you can present that, but uh, for those people who seriously want to go and, and, and they need the address, uh, we don't have the address scrolling across there or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I know we say in the West, we say in the West Campus, but. Yeah, the address is uh, 17800 Southwest Kenneman Road, and, and it's in Beaverton or Aloha. You'll find it. So if you look up Mount Olivet, in um aloha or in beaverton you'll you'll find it but again it's on the it's on our on our website um yeah so tomorrow so today's topic again was jesus wins praise god mm -hmm. for jesus and the victory on the cross there you go he saved us from all of our sins he continues to save us from ourselves the things that we do and he continues to do things that you can't even imagine um, having faith and being part of this victory, celebrating the victory, you have life. You know, we have life. We have salvation. And um, Jesus wins. Put that in your heart. The You know, we celebrated Good Friday. It seems like it's a time to, to grieve, but it's it's a time to just 
really humble our hearts and just think about the love of God for him to come down on earth to show you how much I love you. And there's nothing that you can do, nothing that you can do um, to to repay me because this is something that is um, only God can do. That's um, called grace. That's great. That's what grace is. Yeah. Nothing that you do earn or deserve. Yeah. And people have a very difficult time receiving something that they didn't earn, work for, or deserve. Yeah. Little things too. Like I remember I needed help during a time, just need a little, little, little money. And my pride, you know what I mean? There's things that get all in the way. You know what I mean? And so uh yeah, we um we are celebrating the resurrection um of Jesus, and we are really thankful for all of what um God is doing and not the things, but the things of our heart, the the transformation of our lives and our families and our 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 legacy, um, just by having a relationship, you know, with the Father. So um we are going to be um wrapping up today is again encouragement for all of you to um to renew maybe your relationship, renew your vow, you know, with the Father if you need be however you need to to come in a little bit closer, you know, if things aren't going so right for you and, um, and you want to just, you're not feeling peace in your life. You're feeling agitated. You're feeling things that you want to let go and you haven't been able to shake it. You know, that might, may be a time for, for surrendering. If you have yet to come to, to come into understanding, come into just learning, come in with a little bit of faith. You know, I heard it. I heard, I heard what brother Dixon said, and it sounded like something that you might be able to get down with and you might want to see what it's about. Um, just come, you know, when we, when we worship, there's praise and worship music that will help you along the way. And again, there's the body of Christ that is there and it's a beautiful, beautiful time in a, you know, in a safe space. And, um, and I know that the, you know, there are many folks who have had, you know, some really unfortunate experiences that, you know, different, you know, churches and whatnot, but um, you keep your focus on Jesus and you're going to see even through his word um, that God is good. You know, the people, people are not always good, but God is good. And Jesus even said, uh, only God, only the father is good. So, um, so yeah, we want to, I want to encourage you to not let anything hold you back from, uh, from enjoying the celebration and being a part of team, uh, team Jesus. Um, Brother Dixon, do you have any, any last words before we go? I just want to encourage everyone also. And, and to the biggest encouragement I want to give to everybody is that no one has it all together. Do not think that church people have it all together. Church people do not have it all together. Jesus says that the church is a hospital. It's for people who are sick. He said it's not for the ones who think they're well. And so all you are doing is going to another place where everybody has got issues also. Although we have church people who try to act like they have it all together, know the truth that they don't have it all together. And so that you can come and be around other people just like you don't have it all together. You don't nobody have it all together. That's why we need Jesus, because he had it all together. And so for anyone to say they have it all together is not the truth, because only the truth is Jesus is the one who had it all together. And so don't let the lie of I'm coming for the first time, I'm coming for one time, um, deter you from coming. I guarantee you that if you come, 
Uh, you'll find some some positive, something that will cause you to have joy and let you know that it was a good experience for you to come for that day, especially for the men, because we'll be out there. Q and I will be out there tomorrow yeah. and uh, we'll be trying to meet and greet you. In fact, I, I would love to have somebody come up to us tomorrow and say, hey, I heard you guys podcast yesterday and that's why I'm here. So look forward to seeing that and um, look forward to seeing you guys. Amen. Amen. Yes. And also too, just make sure that you are uh, one. I appreciate all of you who are watching this and listening to this. We thank you for, for, um, um, for just tuning in, but we ask for you to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at men of, at men of encouragement on Instagram. And obviously we're here on Facebook. Um, If you have any, you know, any comments, any prayer requests, you can put those in the comments or reach out to us. And um, we we are on again. It shows you Facebook and YouTube. I want to thank you again. We look forward to the next show. We'll be back next week, God willing. And um, and again, Jesus wins. God bless you guys. Peace.